This is Money Mortgage Mindset, and I'm your host, Andrew Karam. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Booth. We are excited to bring to you a unique perspective to better guide you on your financial journey. We are going to utilize our decades of professional experience in banking, finance, insurance, and home ownership. We are going to break down the facts, the fiction, the myths, and the secrets that will help you maximize your money. Subscribe now through Apple and Spotify so we can help you navigate your way to financial success. All right, welcome back. We've got a great episode for you today. We're going to talk about budgeting mindset. Ooh, budgeting mindset. Those are some of my wife's favorite words. Right? Nothing gets her uh, riled up than to talk about budgeting, right? Uh, I know, right? This is how much money you can spend, Kevin. That's it. No more. You're cut off. Yep, exactly. So I think the problem is uh, that we want to talk about today, just not having enough money for a specific goal, right? Yeah. And a lot of people, what's the alternative? They turn to the credit cards. Which is a, that's a vicious cycle, right? Well, the credit cards are like, I was equated to, you remember when you were a kid and you had like the Chinese finger cuffs? And you put your fingers and you're like, this sounds like fun. Yeah. Let's play with these fingers. Uh-oh. I can't. How do I get my fingers out? Right? Yeah. And that's that's the whole science behind the credit card is to get you roped in easy money. I'll pay it next month. Oh, yeah. And that's why they target young folks and stuff. You remember back in the college days, right? You'd be on your college campus and there'd be cabanas and stuff out where the people were trying to offer you credit cards. And dating myself a little bit here, there's even an, uh, an older but excellent episode of... Uh, the Simpsons where Bart manages to get a credit card and it turns into this vicious cycle because then he doesn't realize the bill's going to come due. I got a funny one for you. So a good friend of mine was in college and they were offering bags of M&Ms. He's going to kill me for telling this story, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, you're like 18, you're in college. You're like, man, I want some new clothes, free food, (laughs) food. I'm getting some M&Ms. And um, throughout our friendship, I've always kind of helped them along the way, you know, something comes up, you know, I call it bank of Andrew, but that poor bag of M&Ms was like the world's most expensive bag of M&Ms. Cause it like literally kicked his, when he started, when he was 18, he kicked him off just in the wrong step. And he racked up the card thought, Oh, it's free money basically. And then couldn't pay it back. And that's the Chinese finger cuffs. They had $10,000 M&Ms. <laughs> yeah. And it literally followed him like into his twenties, you know, like after college and then he got a job and he had, you know, unfortunately poor credit and it got to the point where they actually took him to court and wow. garnished his wages to pay back that card. I, I couldn't wow. believe it. I've never heard of anybody having this done to them, but that's extreme. Yeah. It was definitely to the extreme. Yeah. Well, I think one of the important things to realize when it comes to saving and budgeting is that they're not the same thing, but they work together hand in hand. However, it's not one size fits all, right? You, everybody has a different lifestyle, a different way that things just connect for them, you know, mentally on how they're going to handle this process. And I think what you'll learn through life is that you, you can ask people like, how do they do it? And they'll give you their answer and you may try it and it may not work for you. You know, like the stashing cash in the envelopes or something like that. I can't remember who that might've been Dave Ramsey or something like that. I tried that one. It, it didn't work for me. But I know you mentioned that uh, that you and your family came up with a, a savings plan that really worked for you. Yeah. So my whole career has pretty much been in banking. I've worked in some of the biggest banks in Arizona. And it really came through seeing thousands and thousands of people, how they manage their life and how they ruin relationships over money. And this is like a perfect formula. Now, 
you can do it if you're single, uh, you can do the same formula if you're married, but basically you have a main checking account. Okay. So you have a main checking account where all your money goes and then you have a split. So like I have a separate checking that my wife's not on and my wife has, has a separate checking that, she, that she's, you know, has by herself and money automatically goes in there every single paycheck. So, you know, when we first started this, it was like 25 bucks a check and it's, I call it my fun money, right? I can blow that money on whatever I want. Right. Unfortunately, it just went to Vegas. So real time. And it all came out of my fun money account, right? It didn't screw with my main account. Right. So when the fun money ran out, guess what? Andrew went to bed 11 o'clock in Vegas on a Saturday. Right. He's like, all the fun money ran out, but it didn't, it didn't mess with the bills, right? All the main money goes to the main checking account. So, you know, I can blow that money on car parts. I could blow it on Vegas, what, whatever I want to spend it on. That's, that's my, I don't have to ask for permission. And then you still feel like you have that control where like, okay, I, I have this money that goes in there every single check and I can do what I want with it, how I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now the same, same for my wife, right? She, she might spend it on my wife likes video games. So she'll spend it on right. video games or, you know, whatever she wants to spend it on. It's totally up to her. Right. I can't say anything about that. That's, that's her fun money. Then we have got a joint savings account. Okay. Okay. Now this is like the big part. Like you have to pay yourself first and you have to pay your bills second. Okay. I'm going to say it again, pay yourself first pay your bill second, because what I've seen in my career is people pay their bills, you know, electric, water, gas, cell phone up oh, end of the month, ran out of money. I'll get to it next month. Yeah. Vicious cycle. Totally vicious cycle. Then what happens is you're never, you're never growing that savings account. You're not being proactive, but promise you, right. Your cell phone bill comes, Kevin, you're going to pay that bill, right? Yep. Cause we're all addicted to our cell phones. Yep. hundred percent. But we don't take that same mentality with our savings account, right? If we had the same mindset to pay our savings, to build that nest egg up for whatever it is, okay? I'll give you an example. We wanted to buy some new dishes. This is like a couple of years ago. And dishes aren't expensive. I mean, dishes are expensive. And, you know, I didn't want to put on a credit card because I am anti-credit card. Now, I do use them. But I probably pay my credit card bill five, six times a month. I never, ever wait for the bill, right? I want it to be zero. I don't want to pay interest on it, but I do want to rack up those points. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's using your credit card as a tool more so as a instead of a crutch. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what we do is we automatically save every, we started off, you know, when, when we were young, before we got kids and stuff, you know, we had this savings on autopilot, like 25 bucks once a month, like it doesn't sound like much, but 25 bucks once a month. And then as we started to make more, we did 25 bucks every other week and then 25 bucks every week Uh and then made it higher and then made it higher and made it higher. So every single Friday money is automatically sweeping right from my checking, right to the savings. Right. Right. And the money is also going from my main checking right to my fund money account. Now you could do that through like direct deposit or you'd set up like an auto transfer, but you got to be diligent, right? You got to have a, you still have to have that individuality where you feel like I can spend this money on whatever I want and not mess with my bill money and sure. be proactive about savings. And I promise you, promise you, if you save first, you will still get your bills paid. Yeah. I think it's a mindset. That's the key word there, right? It's like getting that mindset and, and knowing your starting point. I think it's important that you said you started off small, right? The, the formula that happens is 
life happens like something like you, I just had a hot water heater break. Like I didn't plan on dropping 1500 bucks on a hot water heater, but nobody does. I can tell you, it felt really good to be like, you know what? We saved for this. We planned for the unforeseen and Mm -hmm. we didn't have to go to the credit card to spend 1500 because those Chinese finger cuffs will get you, man. Like the bill will come. Oh, you only need to pay 25 bucks. You pay the 25 bucks. The next month comes, then the interest racks up and then more life happens. And then the credit card goes up and up and up. And then before you know it, like come end of the year, we would literally, my wife and I would get to the end of the year and we'd owe like 10 grand in credit card debt, Uh you know, or more. And then it'd be like, man, we're going to get a tax refund. And the whole entire tax refund would literally go pay that credit card debt. Yeah, to catching up the credit card. And I was like, man, I want that tax refund for, you know, whatever. to put in the savings or take a trip or whatever. But sure. it was really about changing the mindset and going, look, we, you know, we want to go on vacation, right? But we got to pre-plan for it ahead of time. I was just working with a client yesterday and we were having the same exact conversation. And we're talking like a couple hundred dollars in their account. Okay. And they're like, yeah, we're going to Cabo in a week. (laughs) And I just want to say to them, you have zero business, zero business going on a vacation to Cabo because you have not done the work to deserve to go to Cabo. You haven't earned it. You haven't earned it. And you haven't planned for it. And what's going to happen, Kevin? Well, they're going to run up the debt in Cabo. That's they're probably paying for it on credit cards. They're going to pay for that vacation for the next probably three to five years on a credit card. Yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, other vacations are going to come up. Life's going to happen. Other things are going to come up. And it's a formula for disaster, right? Their fingers are jammed in that Chinese finger cups. They can't get them out. Right. And then it just gets worse. And that's what the banks want. That's what the finance companies want, right? They make money when you pay interest. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, that's why they don't, they don't want you to pay off everything either. No, they want you to carry a balance because they want to make money. It's a business. It is an absolute business. Yeah. And I think, you know, the saving is definitely important. And for us, you know, in my family, um, one of the ways we do that is we have a pretty meticulous budget. Um, you know, years ago, I mean, it's evolved obviously and it grows and it shrinks and it makes adjustments, but, uh, we have a standardized Excel spreadsheet that we made that does all the calculation. My, my wife is an Excel whiz. So, you know, it does all the calculations and all the formulas and all that. And I kind of just let her take the reins with it. At one point I was like, you've got this like formula down where you know how to do it. So just tell me what you need me to do on my end. And that's, that's kind of what happens. So she has this, you know, budget sheet and it tells on average what we owe. Most bills are the same all the time, right? Like your cell phone bill doesn't really change your your cable bill doesn't really change, right? It's the same every month. But she has what date it's supposed to come out. Is it coming out automatically or is it something that we have to pay manually? And then she has a box next to everything that, that she can mark with the word paid once it's been paid. It's like the old school. I remember my dad used to have paper bills and he literally had a stamp that said paid and he would stamp the bill that said paid after he paid it and put it aside. Well, so she has our primary budget sheet and then she has additional budget seats for vacation, for larger purchase, something like that, where she fits in. This is how much we can afford. This is when we can do it. And this is what we need to do to get there. And so it's a different form of savings in my opinion, right? It's saving by knowing what you have left but also keeping track of that money that's left over. Where is it going? Right. Right. You know what I like best about this is communication. Communication is crucial to a successful savings plan. Okay. Absolutely. Because 
too many times I've seen it with friends. I've seen it with family and relationships. It's one-sided. It's like, it's great that your wife handles it, but you still know what's going on. You still understand, you still communicate with her. And I'm telling you at least once a month, either if you're in, if you're single once a month, sit down, you got to have that time to really focus on it and set it aside. If you're married, even Mm -hmm. more important, because I can tell you so many times I've seen relationships get ruined over it. Hey, where's the money go? I, I, I had one where I was working with a client. We pulled, pulled the credit. Okay. This is no joke. I'm not making this up. Pulled the credit. And I said, um, just so you guys know, are you aware of the amount of credit card debt? And it was, it was a husband and wife. And um, he's like, yeah, yeah. We, you know, a couple grand in credit card debt. And I'm literally looking at this credit report going, you have $90,000 in outstanding credit card debt. Oh my. And the husband looked at the wife and the wife looked at the husband and I could tell a grenade was going to go off. Right. They were both making okay money and he had no idea. He was getting super close to retirement. We were going to look at refinancing um, the property and paying off a home equity line of credit. Well, not only did we pay off the home equity line of credit, we paid off, I want to say it was close to 30 different credit cards. Oh my goodness. And $90,000 in balances. And the guy had no idea. And I was like, listen, I'm going to let you look at the credit report. I'm going to give you guys a minute to talk because he literally looked like he was yeah. going to explode. Right. <laughs> but I would not have wanted, I would not want to be at that dinner table that night when they were alone and I wasn't there because that was probably not a good conversation to have. Well, and I think, you know, uh, we didn't plan it this way, but one of the checks and balances for that communication aspect that my wife and I have is that organically it almost like 50, 50 split of the bills for utilities and stuff like that are in each of our names. Okay. So when the bills have to get paid, she, you know, she is, since she's kind of running the show with a lot of that, she's forced to tell me like, Hey, you need to go pay this. Okay. And then when I pay it, it forces me to look at the bank account and it forces me to look at what else just got paid and what else and what whatever else is going on. And I can look and I can look at the the, the bank account, for instance, and say, hey, what was this that, that just got paid? So it it organically forces that conversation where it's not uncomfortable, but there's checks and balances because she can't just go through and pay everything because, you know, maybe I have a different password set up or whatever. We're pretty open about a lot of that stuff with, with each other. But it's it's a weird organic thing that happened where we split the responsibility for paying things, and you know it forces that communication aspect. I love love what you said about the checks and balances, right? You have to have the checks and balances because then you you want to feel good about what you're doing, right? You're a team. Like a marriage is like a team sport, right? And you both have to be on the same team to move the ball down the field, right? Hundred percent. 100%. And if it's just one person, the other person's clueless, right? And then they're going to make bad moves and you're going to get crushed, right? That This is how I, I take marriage as a team sport. And I love the communication. I love the checks and balances. And I got a really, really good best practice. If you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'm hitting home, like the things we're saying are really striking with you. I got an awesome tool for you to do. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull the last two months bank statements, sit down with your spouse and literally go through every single line item for two months. Okay. It's going to take you maybe 30 minutes. You're going to ask yourself two questions. Is this an, I want, or is this an, I need. Okay. So you might get to the electric bill and you go, Hey, you know what? I need electric, right? We got nothing you can do about it, but how can we save? How can we save on the electric bill? Can we do you know, like an equalizer plan, or can we run the dishes late at night or the laundry late at night or whatever, and figure out how to save a couple bucks on 
on the electric, right? You get to the cell phone bill. I just did this with my cell phone bill. My cell phone bill is outrageous. And I called the cell phone company and said, hey, listen, I got four lines on my plan. Look at my usage. Do I have the best plan that matches my usage? And the guy, you know, takes his time, looks at it, whatever, whatever. He's like, nah. he's like, we got this other plan. It's, it's going to be perfect for you. You're going to save 40 bucks a month. Done. Lock it down. Lock it down. The other one I did too, just recently, I looked at my cable bill. I know a lot of people cut the cord and whatnot, but I, I still love my, my Cox cable TV. I'm paying for HBO, right? I'm paying for HBO every single month, you know, whatever, 10, 15 bucks. It's not about the money. It's about the activity of going through right. and doing the I want or I need and go, look, I don't need HBO. I, I literally I called the, the cable company. I said, Hey, I don't need this. Drop it. Not only do they drop it, they end up saving me 50 bucks a month. So like, just if you just go through each item one by one, I don't care if it's your car insurance, call your car insurance company, ask for a cheaper rate, 100%. If not, shop it around, right? It, every single line on it. And you know what? Squeaky wheel, squeaky wheel yes, gets agrees, something my mother taught me. You know, if no. you don't ask, you won't get. Right. Just like your credit card. Okay. You know, you're paying, you know, you're going along 18% interest, 18% interest. Call that credit card company. Right. We used to do this in the bank all the time. Call the credit card company and say, Hey, uh, I got an offer from another company. You know, they're giving me 0% for the next year. I've been with you guys for 10 years. Can you take care of me on this? Oh yeah. You know what? Mr. Caramel will get you a, you know, a promotional offer and you'll be good for the next, you know, six months, 12 months, whatever. Right. If they don't want to be nice and work with you, then you need to consolidate or you need to do a balance transfer and get that money somewhere else. Right. But I would venture that if you were to sit down with your spouse and go through two months of this and do this activity, I promise you, you will find hundreds and hundreds of dollars and that money will be able to be better spent in your savings account. So you can pre-plan for that vacation, the college, the retirement account. Maybe you want to buy a new house, right? Like Kevin and I, we do mortgages. So we talk about Constantly. money all the time. So, you know, if you want to save for that next home, you know, there's no better way than to start the journey of home ownership with budgeting. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think the, the, the important thing to take away from uh, here is that one size, one size doesn't fit all. And if you have some questions about it, you know, our contact information is going to be down in the show notes. Uh, reach out to one of us and see what plan works for you or can we develop a different plan for you in the long run. Um, but I, I want to take the second just here to wrap up this episode. Uh, thank you once again, Andrew, for all of your amazing insight and information. You're welcome. He's Andrew Karam. I'm Kevin Booth, and we want to help you continue down your financial journey. Thank you for tuning in and uh, like and subscribe on both Apple and Spotify. Yeah.